0: Saturday on these airways, my name is Casey Steen, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. Come on! Achu Percent. Winton. Atwater. Granny's Cafe. El Nido. Los Banos our friends in Gustine. That's for you, Marilyn, every single Saturday. On these airwaves early. Boy, it's early and it's foggy out, my friends. You could, uh, I don't know, cut the atmosphere with a, a big knife. It's, it's dense, as we say, or as I've been called before. Today is January 16th, 2021. So happy to have you here with me in this segment of Merced County Morning news, as you know, I have to do everything myself here. Dave Luna has a staff. I'm lucky that my key fob works to get in the door. It's like roulette. You talk about going to Vegas. Hey, why isn't this? Come on. What is going on? No, that's not the song I want. I'll tell you, this thing is just... What's happening here? Oh, there we are. Now we're into the. Now we're into the outgoing segment. Hey. Saturday morning, I told you what day it is, Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. It's too bad it just doesn't condense into raindrops. That's what we need. Can you believe this weather? I told you last weekend it was going to be warm. 65 degrees. It's time to break out the gliophosphate. For those of you that still use that, because the weeds are a-coming. I'm not talking about the kind they sell at Atwater. No, 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 no. No, the ditches, everything's starting to green up. The fields, the vacant lots. Holy moly. You start seeing the fire uh, department going around. You know, doing the annual uh, nasty gram. Hey, you got to mow your lawn. Hey, you mow your lawn. No, it's, uh, it's a necessary thing because fire season will be upon us. And if this weather holds out, now I know we have time. It's only January, Casey. I know that. But uh, usually we've had a little... A little more rain by now. Very, very difficult. Folks uh, may remember last week, if you didn't, you can always hear the old shows. At 1480KYOS.com, click on the podcast tab, and there they all are. At the 6 a.m. hour last week, which is this hour this week, believe me, it's early, it's early. We talked about water. Uh, Agua. Agua. And you know what they say in California... Whiskey is for drinking. Of course, maybe now it's a a, a nice uh, Zin. Nice Zinfandel. But uh, water's for fighting over. And down in Kern County, with the wonderful company, the wonderful nut company, and if you've ever had pistachios, what a wonderful nut they are. Well, they're having a problem getting water because the folks down there in Ridgecrest, China Lake, the Naval Weapons Center down there, The high desert, they're charging $2,100 an acre foot to draft water out of the ground. This is through Sigma, something that started just two short weeks ago, my friends. What? Yeah, that's right. 2021, January 2021, we have to be sustainable in 10 years with our water supply. No overdrafting anymore, no subsidence. We're not going to sink any further than we are elevation-wise. Economically, well... As we talked about, we have to fallow, potentially that means not farm, take out of production. I don't know how else I can say it. Vacate the land on over a half a million acres. That's just some of the estimates I've heard. So you decide who uh, who's going to step up to that plate. I remember years ago, not that many years ago, going to an MID growers meeting. Because yes, I am an MID customer, very proud to pay Well, whatever they want for that water, because when you can't get it, then you're going to realize how precious it is. A couple of years ago, they stood up and talked about the pending legislation, the regulatory efforts to get the dam raised, which, uh, by the way, still isn't raised. We're still going through that. And, uh, you know, taking a little, uh, you know, passing the hat, taking the John Deere hat off, the Caterpillar hat, passing it around, not a Ford hat, nobody put money in that, but. Passing the hat around for legal fees because these things are very expensive. And believe me, my friends, when there's no water to divvy up and the state comes in and says, now oh, you got to have these minimal pools, the cold pool, the, the shallow end of the pool, you know, you can't use that, maybe not even the deep end. You're going to find some really hard times. And uh, if we're not going through hard times now economically, well, lack of uh, water, agua is going to be bad. So while it may be foggy out this morning, it needs to be a a little a little you gotta get, get that dew point down where it starts to start raining. And I don't know what the forecast holds. I hate to even look. We could get a March miracle. You know, I I'm tired of waiting on miracles though. You know, why can't we do more impoundment? Why can't we do more recharge when the water is flowing? I it's, it's the same thing every year. It's like it's like we forget. You ever seen those uh those those poor folks that they have some sort of a situation where they can't even remember what's in their cupboards. They have to put notes all over everything. Where's the salt? Oh, there it is. You know, it, it, and it's like, how can we forget that when the water just flows out to the ocean, Bear Creek side to side, and I'm not talking about with homeless encampments on the sides. No, no, water flowing out to the ocean. And we're not impounding that, running it in the distribution system we have, the unlined ditches during the winter, to recharge the aquifer. So again, water near and dear to my heart, because where water flows, food grows. And my friends, if you look around, in this basin we live in, that's what we do. And our industries, especially along Highway 59, that's what they sell. And the technology being developed out at Castle, with the driverless cars, well, guess what? Those could be... Autonomous farm vehicles doing the work, the labor out there 24 hours a day. Those need to be built. They need to be produced. And we're, we're better than here and serviced. We have the infrastructure. We just need to capitalize on it. But we have to have something to do. And we can't do it without water. We have the best dirt in the world. Grade A prime farmland. Well, there's some areas. There's a little selenium in it. Over there on the west side, not necessarily the best side when it comes to dirt quality. But you can do other things. And again, we have to fallow a half a million acres. Because the word sustainability, well, get used to it. You're going to be green, my friends. And they're going to put it on the backs of the farmers. I was reading an interesting item coming up before the Merced City Council on Monday night. Or excuse me, Tuesday. It is a holiday weekend, if you don't know. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday is celebrated this year on Monday. There will be no parade this year, unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the lockdown. There will be be a virtual parade. You go to the NAACP website. But anyway, at the City Council meeting Tuesday night, Merced City Council meeting, they're going to talk about giving uh, some, uh, potentially looking at some programs to help people get into the marijuana business, the distribution, sales, cultivation of all that. And in the uh, proposed text taken from Los Angeles County, they consider everybody that works in the marijuana industry to be a agricultural worker. And you also have to sign a uh, letter of non-protest. In other words, uh, you will be unionized if the folks want to be unionized. And these just add more pressures to an already over-regulated industry. Again, the right to work, those type of things that we enshrine as freedoms are now being regulated uh, by edict if you want to be in business. And water is something that when you take away water as the water board is talking about doing with these unimpaired flows, these unrestricted flows, these, I don't know, it's basically just letting the water, they really don't like the idea of damming things up. It's going to have a tremendous effect on our economy. And I don't know who's going to pay the freight for these agricultural workers in all the sectors to uh, to be able to, to survive. So hopefully some common sense will uh, come out of the legislation but really we need rain out of the sky and when we do get it we need to save it as i said there is a city council meeting monday night in merce excuse me tuesday night i said it again tuesday the 19th of january dave's got a new calendar up here it's so hard to read these numbers are small january 19th tuesday six o'clock it's not going to uh, nobody can go in person you can call in I believe the date's extended through Tuesday. I think it's 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You have to have your telephone comments in. You can comment on general items or specific items. We were talking last week. I have a few minutes in the first segment. We were talking last week about the city council meetings in Atwater, which there was one Monday night. We'll recap that later. And the previous council meeting in Merced on Monday the 4th, that they had a lot of uh, interesting things uh, going out. I know we talked about the gift card program and some of the uh, disappointments there were only about a hundred thousand dollars in reimbursements uh, or uh, redemptions of the postcards sent out to all city residents, city of Merced residents. I thought it would be a little bit higher than that. That's uh, just a little over 20%. I'm sure it's gone up since then. And the city does have ways to help you out redeem Uh, to redeem those uh, gift cards, because that really helps our businesses. As you know, businesses are struggling. Uh, Roger had on Community Conversations, or will, here in another, I don't know, half hour or so. Everybody guess about an hour. I'm getting confused as to where we're at on the time clock here. But Roger interviewed the owner of the Branding Iron restaurant and some of the struggles they've been having during the pandemic. It's hard to be in business paying the rent. Uh, getting employees that sort of thing and when you're open closed open closed it's just it's it's just a really it's a it's a tough it's a tough tough thing to do and so uh getting these postcards out and being able to redeem them easily for the restaurants that are open well that's uh that's something that hopefully the city is working on I know that they're trying to be nimble and responsive over there Uh, to those issues. One of the things they talked about was the town hall meetings. I know we talked a little bit about Kevin Blake's reluctance to have, you know, nine or 10 meetings. And I agree. I don't think the, since you're not having the in-person format, uh, you can go to a virtual meeting. The question is how many. Evidently, they've decided on two. Those will be sometime in February. Again, you're going to have to submit uh, questions, that sort of thing ahead of time. And they're still deciding on how to do that. Also, real-time participation. It's my understanding the council members will be in the council chambers and how the uh, audience participates in real-time or if it will just be more of a responding to pre-recorded and pre-submitted questions. I don't know yet. And I don't have the exact dates in February. It's mid, mid-February, so it's not coming up in uh, the first week of February. I know that. Anyway, uh, did want to let folks know that are listening, that we have Matt Serrato, the mayor of Merced, the new mayor of Merced. On the 8 o'clock hour, he was kind enough to spend uh, three whole segments with us. I thought he could only spend just a little bit of time, but he was able to rearrange his busy schedule. The entourage waited, and uh, we had a really good interview. Unfortunately, I didn't get to cover, oh twenty 20% of the questions I had, and we will cover some of the questions I didn't ask in the nine o'clock bonus half hour, but in the uh, in the eight o'clock hour, I think you're going to enjoy hearing from councilman. Excuse well, former councilman, represented District Five, the Loughborough area for four years, and now is representing the entire city of Merced up there on the dais with the big hammer, Matt Serrato, Really nice guy. Works at the district attorney's office. Been around town for a long time. Now listen, we're out of time for the first segment of Citizen Watch. We'll cover the rest of the City Council meeting uh, in Merced that happened on the fourth. We'll get into some of the agenda items that's going to be that are going to be heard on the nineteenth. Stick with us after the break. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley on Merced's News Talk one hundred seven point three FM, fourteen eighty AM, KYOS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here we are, Saturday morning, 6 a.m. The 6 a.m. hour, that's right, baby. Uh, July. No, July. Did that last week, January 16th. 2021. So happy to have you here with me. As I was uh, telling everybody, we're going to have Matt Serrato, Mayor Serrato, on the air. At 8 o'clock, the 8 o'clock hour, of course, you don't want to miss the lineup here on KYOS on Saturday morning, the local block, as we call it, 6 a.m., well, me, have an hour of Citizen Watch, the early edition, believe me, it's early, early and foggy, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Roger Wood, six great segments, Rog comes in every week, we recorded yesterday, always fresh, very fresh, and sometimes we replay those during our Merced County Morning News heard weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. if you've never tuned in for that experience. And then, of course, 8 to 9.30, another block of Citizen Watch, the 8 o'clock hour, our old standby, the old show, old show time we've uh, occupied for quite some time. And then 9 to 9.30, the bonus half hour, as we love to call it, because every once in a while, they sell that to somebody. And then we have an, uh, end up getting it back after the time period expires, so we always appreciate all the time management gives us here. And then, of course, 9.30 to 10, we're living the day with Dr. Bob, an old standby. He's been on a lot longer than I have, so a lot of folks love that show. We were talking about the uh, Merced City Council meeting that happened on the 4th of January and some of the efforts of the uh, council to get money out to the business owners in regards to the uh, gift certificates, the cards that came out. Anyway, uh, that was one thing that the city is doing. Also, uh, they were doing the United Way grants, $1,300,000 to small businesses, micro businesses. Of course, the utility rebate, that's happened a while uh, ago for your water and sewer customers. One thing I have to mention, I I think I mentioned it about this bulky item drop-off, which I believe is open today there's two Saturdays. They went from one Saturday a month to two. That's the place over there on Yosemite Avenue. And Highway 59 used to be the old Boulders Unlimited. Used to be able to buy rocks there. Now you can drop your, uh, well, I don't know about rocks, but you can drop your couches, uh, appliances, all kinds of uh, bulky items. Homeowner, it's not meant for commercial folks, but uh, homeowners, I guess, can go there pretty much as, as much as they want. And now, They've made it really streamlined, where all you have to do is show that you're a resident, either your driver's license, you know, you live on a street in the city, or some sort of utility bill. You can obviously bring that, but it used to be two forms of ID and you know registration, proof of insurance, all of the. I mean, a real onerous thing, more so than now. I don't know if you had to do the registration and stuff, but you had to you had to provide two forms of ID. I don't know who has that. So, as long as you can show that you're a city resident, you can drop stuff off there because some people that rent. Uh, some people that, that don't have utility bills, they're still areas that are served by wells and septic. They don't have sewer and water, but yet they're residents in the city of Merced. So I really thought that was a good thing. And then also, which I really didn't cap, uh, you know, uh, capture on the website until I read it carefully, they're open Tuesday through Friday, every week from noon to three also. So really no excuse for this illegal dumping that we see all over town. Just really, really uh, sad. Uh, that was one of the items on the city council meeting. Uh, J5 Community Cleanup, a nonprofit volunteer uh, community cleanup program. I believe this was forwarded by uh, Mayor Serrato. Wanted to see if there was an uh, appetite for this. Of course, it would be funded by the ratepayers because any kind of trash pickup, that sort of thing, is what they call an enterprise fund. Those have to uh, pick up the. Those have to pick up all the costs. Uh, they can't really make a profit, but yet they can't run at a deficit. Just ask Outwater how that worked out with their sewer fund. They they need to market this. They're talking about the youth, uh, getting the Youth Council involved. Uh, of course, volunteer cleanup uh, is is one way to go, but to pay a nonprofit, uh, maybe to get young people involved, uh, co-sponsor, if you will, Love Inc., as you know, has done programs in the Uh, In the past, where they meet at the park and they go out and they take different parts of Merced and clean up in one day, we've seen these efforts. Um, Also, city resources to uh, receive these items. In other words, the dumpsters, the roll-off, maybe city personnel with tractors, that sort of thing. Because trash is really a big problem. Coming into the station yesterday uh, to record uh, Mayor Serrato I noticed right there on the bike path at Bronco or Branco Road and Bear Creek, Northeast, West, Southwest, Bear Creek, whatever it is right there on the uh, south side, west side of the creek, just all kinds of trash right there in that little seating area. Somebody had just dumped a uh, whole stroller full of junk out, and it's just, it's just getting terrible. And you see this all over the city with the trash. I think we talked about last week where the DART team had picked up. 17 tons or 27 tons of trash. They're doing this in Atwater. They've had to abate several uh, homeless encampments. They've actually had to fill in holes where folks have gone in and dug into the ground to make a a bunker, if you will, to take advantage of the earth. But anyway, that's one of the things, a community cleanup, nonprofit volunteer groups. We have this in the uh, Project Restore folks, the uh, folks that wear the lime green, the bright green shirts. You see them around town. You used to see them a lot more. I don't know if they're doing specific projects. They were uh, funded by the city trash bill for a while, as you know. But these programs only go for a period of time. And I believe they're up for, uh, not renewal, but, uh, you know, they go out to bid, that sort of thing. Kind of like our graffiti abatement, that sort of thing. Uh, Going back to the To the district meetings or the uh, town halls, there will be two in February. Again, I don't have the exact dates, but they decided they're not going to have uh, the individual district meetings. If they want to have those, they've left it up for the council, uh, individual council members to do something in their district, uh, get it out. But it won't be with city personnel uh, televised, anything like that. There was an appointment to the Measure V Committee. Uh, Don Bergman, uh, every, a lot of people know that name. He, he and his wife have been very prominent in the community. They used to have a food truck that they would uh, drive around. Uh, one of the uh, efforts they had to get to the food desserts or deserts in our community. Don, a 4-2 vote kind of surprised me that that wasn't uh, unanimous. Usually those are somewhat, uh, you know, uh, what do you want to call them, just routine things on the calendar. So that went back and forth for a little bit. Of course, Measure V, as you know, that's the save our roads, uh, make everything, no potholes, that sort of thing. And the Measure V committee oversees that the spending is being done correctly. One of the things they talked about, and I talked to Mayor Serrato in my interview with him, was a police committee recommendation uh, up to a formal committee. So a pretty broad uh, broad scope at this point, what they want to do. This comes off of the study that was done under the former mayor after the George Floyd incident in May of last year. As you may remember, Mayor Murphy uh, got together quite a few members of the community. I want to say 20-plus members of the community. They did a multi-month research of the police department, uh, the policies, that sort of thing. It was a pretty limited scope, but still came back really with other than some minor uh, word changes, no real deficiencies in what's going on over there at the Merced Police Department. So now the question is, how, how do we uh, maybe uh, continue this dialogue between the public and the community? And uh, one thing I would uh, really recommend to folks is go through the uh, Citizens Academy, and that'll give you a close-up view But uh, they're thinking that they may want to have, again, a a formal community uh, police review board. I don't know. Uh, Subpoena powers, discipline, all these things were talked about. So uh, that that will be interesting to see where that goes. One of the other things that was talked about was renaming the airport and somehow including the name Yosemite into the name. A small but important step, uh, according to the mayor. Again, uh, it's getting people here. You can have all the names and that sort of thing. But getting the landings, the implanings, as they call it, people getting on and off, even layovers count, will get us more grant money. As you know, we received about $3 million recently to be spread over, I believe, five years uh, out there at uh, McCready Field, as we affectionately call it, the Merced Airport. And so trying to think of a little catchier name to maybe market it. Now, when I uh, talked to the mayor... I realized that uh, some months ago with this grant, there was talk about uh, about marketing the airport. And I know that uh, one of the city employees, Mike Conway, I believe specifically, was tasked with spending a portion of his time, I thought it was 20%, I could be wrong, uh, to promote the airport and what's going on out there. So, uh, again, those efforts are very important to try to get tourism, uh, people here, uh, to visit Yosemite, which again, they want to put that in the name of the airport. So it would just be uh, a natural that we should promote one of the uh, closest tourist attractions we have. We always hear, well, you know, you live in the center. We live right in the center of the state. We're close to everything, close to the mountains, close to the ocean, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you've got a vacation home in Santa Cruz, you can run over there, or, you know, a cabin in the hills. But so many people just want to come and visit the area. They're not living here. And uh, tourism is huge. 7 million visitors a year go up to Yosemite. If we could capture just a portion of that, uh, it would it would be great. It would help our transient occupancy tax, which again is something that uh, is very, very high compared to other taxes. And we get to keep it all as a city. Uh, interesting item on the council agenda for Tuesday night, the 19th, about uh, forgiving the convenience fee. This is the fee that we all pay when we use a credit card or some sort of electronic uh, fund transfer, and they tack a little on the amount, and they're talking about trying to forgive that fee to the hotel and motel association for a period of time, and it's amazing what that actually adds up to—about forty-five thousand dollars in convenience fees on about a million five of revenue. And so again, you can see that tot taxes—that's a huge—that's a huge dollar amount. And if we had more rooms, which we're building over there eventually. At Campus Parkway, I believe it's a Hyatt or a Hilton, uh, some version of that. Of course, we've just completed the El Capitan, which is a hotel. Now, the Tioga, those are residential apartments, and they don't have taxes. Out there in Sannanella, currently, that's where the most taxes are collected in the county. So I totally get renaming the airport, trying to make it more understandable that, hey, this is uh, the gateway to Yosemite. It was kind of funny they had a name Excuse me. Where is that? They had a name contest not that many years ago and uh, October of 17 were proposed city slogans. And there was a few that were kind of interesting out of, boy, I don't know how many, 77 that made it on the list. And Supposedly there were winners. I think there was also going to be a city uh, logo or something. I forget. There was a city slogan. Anyway, small town, big dreams. No kidding. Uh, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met. I agree with that. Uh, Central Central Valley, no kidding. Uh, what's, uh, love for all, hatred for none. A better town for a better tomorrow. We grow, we eat. No kidding. Uh, let's see what else was there. Sister City of Mariposa, where technology and agriculture collide. You can get there from here. Uh, Established 1872, the gateway to Yosemite, cultivating high-yielding land and fertile mines, home to UC Merced and a future sanctuary city. Of course, this was back in 17. That never happened. Almond Country. I think Greg Hostetler submitted that uh, name. And number 73, I loved, eat, sleep, shop, and relax here. You may not want to leave. And uh, really, that's what we want to do. So renaming the airport, big deal on the agenda at the uh, last city council meeting. We'll see where it goes. I think Merced, Yosemite Airport, Yosemite, Merced, I don't know. Anyway, maybe you can submit something there. I don't think there's a contest this time. There's not any uh, not any prize money. Kind of like the fair. Remember when they had the fair and the uh, the theme contest? You had to do a little drawing and then come up with the theme. Uh, those days are gone. I don't know if there's going to be a fair this year. Not in Los Banos. Also heard Chowchilla. They canceled their fair. So, anyway, we'll hear about the Merced fair someday, I'm sure, soon. But we're out of time for this segment of Merced County Morning News. My name, or not Merced County Morning News, Citizen Watch, second segment is in the can. My name's Casey Stee, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. We'll be right back. saturday morning january 16 2021 my name is casey steve the voice of your valley on mercedes news talk 107.3 fm 1480 a.m KY Ah, later on eight o'clock the 8 a.m hour we're gonna have matt serrato Mayor Merced, current Mayor Merced, I think he's been in the saddle about a month. I'll tell you, he's a social media maven on there all the time and takes the hits. I love it. People, you know, he'll post on social media something about the gift card program or something. You know, I haven't been able to cash mine in. What's going on? This is a bunch of, you know, rah, rah, rah. And he responds. You know, he takes the hits. He's not afraid to to admit when something could be better. But, uh, again, always promoting Merced the good things. And we were talking about the city council meeting before the end of the break last segment. This is the final segment of the 6 a.m. hour, by the way. And we uh, were talking about the renaming of the airport somehow, including Yosemite in the name. So very, very, uh, very, very, very uh, important. Uh, that we somehow get a name to bring people here. And, of course, then there's always that rivalry that's uh, gone. I don't know about rivalry, but, you know, we, there's another big airport here. Did you know that? It was used for years uh, for uh, B-52s, the big fortress, Eight engines screaming to get that monster up into the air when the Air Force was here. Castle Air Force Base. One of the longest runways on the West Coast, the alternative landing site for the space shuttle that you folks remember. You folks that are young enough to remember the space shuttle. Old enough. Anyway, it's a long runway. Big deal. The county has spent some money out there that they've received over the years to improve portions of Castle. Other portions look like uh, (laughs) maybe they dropped the bombs on Castle. I mean, there's some buildings over there that really, really need to be abated. Again, Jim Costa, where are you? you know, it's a federal facility, or was. Point being is, I have two airports. There's been a little competition, you know, where people should land, what should be the the regional airport, the main airport. But uh, again, anything to get folks here. There was a period of time not that long ago, there were some tourists coming in, I believe from Germany, or Austria, someplace, visiting Yosemite on a fairly regular, regular basis. Uh, kind of a pre-arranged deal through some tourism company that's really what we need to get going what we really need to get going so many people come in they'll, they'll stay in Sonora Fresno different places and it's amazing how far away uh, that that is uh, compared to Merced compared to Merced so let's see what else we're going to talk about there's going to be a program over there in McNamara Park on the 6th of february this is a community cleanup and uh, I don't know at what uh, that I heard that may be cancelled I don't know because of the pandemic you know getting people together that sort of thing is a concern but these community cleanups uh, they're great but realize that you're paying for that as ratepayers I know we talked about a community cleanup plan a volunteer program to be funded by the by the ratepayers through their garbage bills, but we've seen a lot of these uh, dates, uh, you know, these cleanup programs going in the creek, getting the cards and, and stuff like that. And they, again, that's why they've tried to make it easier for people to drop off, drop off things at the bulky item drop off over there at Yosemite and Highway 59. So there was some discussion on the council about, you know, people don't have utility bills, uh, renters, that sort of thing, Don't necessarily pay utilities separately. That's part of their rent. It's paid for by the landlord. They don't give them a landlord doesn't necessarily give them a copy of that to show that where they live. So that that was a good uh, a good thing to make that just one form of ID. Another item was downtown art. Artwork has been a big deal, as you know. The uh, mural that wanted to be painted. A lot of folks wanted to paint a mural on the street after the George Floyd incident last year. I went through a lot of debate with the city uh, what they could do on a street, public property, Caltrans property, uh, that sort of thing, safety. So now they've come up with, uh, and not in response to the George Floyd issue, but just public art in general. A lot of policy changes have uh, come down in the last few years. Councilman Martinez, former Councilman Anthony Martinez, was uh, instrumental in starting, I believe, an arts commission. And uh, of course, we already had some artistic things going on—the Mac, Multicultural Art uh, Center, uh, other I, uh, other venues in town—and they've all kind of coalesced now uh, into a more uh, pointed uh, agency, you know, a, a, a focus direction is what I'm trying to say. And now they've uh, want to have this—they have this idea of painting the utility boxes downtown. Now, I, these are the city-owned utility boxes you see on the corner. The big square, silver, whatever color they are now. Maybe they're graffitied. Who knows? Uh, But it it wouldn't be PG&E, MID, anything like that. This would just be city boxes. They want to spend uh, $6,000 to paint eight of these boxes. And again, I had to do some higher math here. $750 per box. You would say, well, that's kind of high. But again, the uh, the idea is to compensate the artist who would be employed... Uh, to paint these boxes, and of course the material, the paint uh, to paint the boxes. Now, my first thought, and again, I'm not trying to throw water on any anybody's idea, is what if somebody wanted to go down and do that on their own? Uh, donate the paint, donate the time. I think we've had some local artists uh, do things like that, maybe getting uh, you know some small assistance, and maybe that maybe that's what this is. They're looking for donations, private donations to cover. Uh, The $6,000 to get started again, it would do eight boxes and it would primarily be on the downtown, in the downtown area. I don't know if they would all be on Main Street. Now, this was a Merced Main Street Association request uh, through the Arts and Council uh, Commission. So again, as you know, there's a double taxation district downtown in the uh, downtown area. It goes from G to V, uh, 16th over to 20th Street. We're part of it here at the radio station. Our undisclosed location was so when our tax bill comes, uh, they just uh, times two, and these issues are these monies are uh, supposed to be for you know uh, promotion of downtown, uh, promotion of the businesses, and the Merced Main Street Association is uh, the organization. They've had several names over the over the course of the years. Is the organization that is responsible for paying. Uh, These monies. I received a letter from a downtown business owner that had some issues with the Merced Main Street Association. They wrote, uh, "MMSA does not hold open meetings, or even meetings open to the double fee paying members, choosing instead to hold closed board meeting only board members only meetings, wholly unannounced to the public or the membership. There has been virtually no virtually no communication to the membership in several years." That being said, it occurs to me if extra funds were to be spent for targeted extra services downtown, the double license fee might be a better source for the funding rather than holding property owners responsible. And what this uh, letter writer is talking about is the P-Bid system of uh, of getting more money from the downtown uh, property owners, a property-based. Uh, investment uh, vehicle where the property owners would pay a higher tax downtown to go to some of these public art, uh, safety, those type of of issues to get people downtown. And so the the question is is who should pay for this? Should it be the property owners? Should it be the business owners conducting business? Should it be volunteer? But they want to go ahead with this project. Six thousand dollars, eight utility boxes. Uh, they're going to, and again, I don't know what they're going to put on them. I don't I, I think the arts commission the uh, cultural Commi- arts and cultural commission will be the decider they'll bring to the council for their approval uh, what goes on in these boxes I don't know if it'll change over the years uh, what will happen so Serato says we need quality uh, an artist should be paid for their work so again I don't know if they'll just give this whole $750 to the artist or they'll pay for the material Uh, give the artist a separate stipend, I don't know. Artists will be from Merced. Uh, First, they talked about just having them from the city of Merced. The council had some discussion about who to uh, open this pool of uh, opportunity to local artists. And again, I'm sure there's a lot of budding artists out there, folks that would love to express themselves uh, in a public venue, uh, may have an idea. I I would think that they would submit their ideas some form of drawing ahead of time that could be looked at to get an idea. And again, it's, you know, it's four sides of a box. And you got the top. Uh, I don't know how far it goes down into the concrete base or what. But again, they decided to open it up to folks from Merced County, not just the city of Merced. So I thought that was uh, good. They want to get fundraising uh, for downtown first and then art in other areas. Uh, again, when you look at seven hundred and fifty dollars a utility box, that could get quite expensive uh, when you start getting into well, ten would be uh, what almost eight thousand dollars, seven thousand five hundred. So, and then again, you know, what kind of art is it going to be? Abstract, political, uh, culture? Who's going to be the ultimate decider? Because that was the devil in the details when it came down to the George Floyd uh, incident and the Black Lives Matter. Mural that uh, folks wanted to paint uh, downtown in front of City Hall, uh, over on uh, Canal Street. There were several locations talked about, and then it was talked about. Well, what about putting it on the side of a building, uh, a public building? And then that's where again the devil was in the details. Would that make a political statement? Would that be a, a speech by the city? So I think the some of the same concerns may may or may not. Uh, come up with the painting of utility boxes. So hopefully, the council will be given. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. The final approval will be by the council. It's a city. It's a city facility. And so again, this doesn't apply to MID, pg e that sort of things. So those utility boxes. And I don't know how that would be viewed by those folks. Again, uh, as long as the statements weren't political, I, I would. I would. Don't think they would have a problem with it. And it really does look good. I've seen this done in San Diego. Again, a lot of people ask forgiveness, not permission. They'll just go and, you know, paint flowers on a box to kind of make it blend in with the uh, planter that the uh, boxes may be in. There's a lot of underground utilities, so you have a lot of uh, green SDG&E utility boxes. are kind of a dark forest green. A great background to uh, put something else other than that on. One of the things that business owners would do downtown uh, or in areas where they had problems with transients or people hanging around would put grease on the top of these boxes or some sort of substance that if you sat in it, it would, uh, you know, make your clothes dirty or be very uncomfortable for you. And obviously, you don't want those kind of problems. You want people to uh, participate and and uh, visit your area and, and patronize your businesses. So painting of the utility boxes, I could get behind that. There was a little city in San Diego, La Jolla, where they put a bunch of cows on the sidewalk. They were fiberglass cows that artists had painted with different murals, colors. I mean, you can't imagine it was the same fiberglass shell. And they put these out on the street for a period of uh, weeks. And it was really interesting. A lot of folks liked it. Again, it stimulates the mind. We've talked about having an art walk here in the city of Merced where you can uh, walk around downtown. Folks, again, coming in from the airport the transpose Center, getting on yards. They have an hour or two to kill. They can walk around downtown, do a self guided art tour, maybe visit some of the local restaurants. Wouldn't that be wonderful? One of the other things they talked about quickly on the city council meeting, finishing up first time home buyers, having some sort of program. There are a lot of programs, well, not a lot, but there are programs out there for first time home buyers. Somehow getting that information to the city residents either on the city website, uh, some somehow uh, using uh, city resources uh, to get that information out to folks. Then there was talk about using city resources to actually buy houses for people or buy houses and then rent them out to people. And I don't know if that's been tried before. Usually we do that through HUD, uh, Housing and Urban Development. Uh, the city has not uh, technically been in the rental business we did have an issue with parks and Recs a few years ago where i guess we didn't know we were in the rental business but the point being is that's something we kind of want to stay away from i think i don't know i could be wrong but hey we're running out of time in the six o'clock hour they go quick we do have the eight o'clock hour with matt serato and we'll have the bonus half hour at nine and we'll cover some of the things uh, there was just a couple of more items on this council meeting. Of course, there's another one Tuesday night. Merced City Councilman, their council meeting on the 19th. Also, we'll cover the Outwater City Council meeting that ha- happened on the 11th. Some interesting things there. But we're out of time for the 6 a.m. hour of Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Have a great Saturday. We'll see you later.